Welcome to Voices from the Dales with me, Andrew Fagg. This is a podcast published by the Dales Countryside Museum in Hawes. It's been a dowly start to the new year, wet and gloomy. The beck as it runs under me here at Galebridge is full. Our theme for this second series is dialect, as spoken by the people of the village of Gale and of the wider parish of Hawes in Upper Wensleydale. In this third episode, we'll start by doing the hard yards. Rev James Alderson's dialect primer from 1980 has already been mentioned. We'll study it properly for a few minutes. The use of the definite article, we're going to back instead of to the back. Then we'll meet our first character, a Metcalf, Hannah Metcalf of Fosshead Farm, giving us a chance to explore the meaning of that most local of surnames. Yeah. I think I was about three year old when we come there. So you've been here 85 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. One of my special guests, Rob Ward, will then introduce our second character, Taylor Dinsdale. I'm in a large circular room at the Dales Countryside Museum. There's a special exhibition on, in your words, about Dales dialect. A sign over there teaches the three aspects of dialect. First, there's pronunciation or accent. Do you say fist or first? Glasses or glasses, like my dad. That's accent. Second, dialect is about particular words. I could tell you my lad is crudling. He's crudling. He's getting better, having had a sore throat. And the third aspect of dialect is about forms of expression. She played pop with me when I was late. She was angry at me, for example. So dialect, or twang, is the sum total of accent, words, and forms of expression. What James Alderson did in his parish study, Under Weather Fell, was to describe the 12 characteristics of Dale's dialect. Here he is speaking about it during that Grassington Festival lecture in the early 80s. And I want you to remember this, that when I was at the point of reading some of Walter Scott's novels, which are interspersed with a lot of Scotch words, Walter Scott provides a glossary at the back of the English equivalents, there's hardly a word I didn't know in Walter Scott because the Dales dialect <coughs> is akin to the Cumbrian and the Scotch. There's a common origin to the northern dialects. I think the northeast is rather different, but the, the northwest, uh, Yorkshire and Cumbria, we had the same kind of invasion of Viking people coming into our area. Now in this chapter, apart from the dialect words, there's, there's about a dozen characteristics of the dialect. The use of the definite article, you use, uh, we're going to back instead of to the back. Uh, changes in pronoun use, uh, I becomes a, and me becomes me, and so on. Rev James realises he's about to lose his audience by going through all the characteristics, and I fear the same. So let's put them together quickly. As off to sit bit radiator, because I've cowed fiat. There's the first four characteristics in one sentence. As means I am, illustrating a change in pronoun use. Bit radiator means by the radiator. 
that's a very well-known characteristic, the change in the definite article. Cowed means cold, showing the tendency to drop the letter L. Fiat means feet, the habit of lengthening vowel sounds, something we've covered already. As off to sit bit radiator, because I've cowed fiat. I'm going to sit by the radiator because I've got cold feet. But soon after gang to Giel, I'll take path reap bit school to get there. That's two more characteristics. Soon I've got to go to Gale, and I'll take the path reap bit school, right by the school. That demonstrates what Rev James calls the common use of a double E. Reet rather than right. Neat rather than night. As in, good night. And with one or two other points, that's it. Dale's dialect. Next time you're out, why not try it? Yana them, please, you could say. One of them, please. I've walked the half a mile or so from the museum to the village of Gale. In front of me are a set of black railings, behind which is Foss Head. Foss Head, a stone-built former farmhouse taking its name from a waterfall on Galebeck, a short distance away. In 1977, that was the date, not about 1979 as I said last time, Rev James brought youth worker Trevor Sharp and his charges to Gale Village. He took them to Aunt Lizzie, as we discovered, and he must also have brought them across the bridge to here for an interview with another of his aunts, Hannah Metcalf. How long have you lived at Fosshead? Yeah. I think I was about three year old when we come there. So you've been here 85 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, and when we come there, we come from Clint's house. I have lived a long time along here. <laughs> in the next, uh, yes, in what the next house. door and yeah. in here, you know. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hannah Metcalf speaking nearly 50 years ago here at this house in front of me. We have only about seven minutes of her. Edited clips appear on four unlabeled tape reels. Here she tells Trevor Sharp about making butter in the farmhouse. Can you remember then about your butter making? That was in the winter. You used to make the butter, was it? Butter in the winter. Yeah. What uh, sort of a churn did you have for that? Oh, well, I used to have a, a stand-up, a, a, a barrel churn, and it used to have a, a something that you just went up and down with. Yes, I... Yeah, you, yes. You, just worked, uh, you just worked it up and down. After that, we got one of these turn, one little turn one. <laughs> ah, yes, uh, we did. But before that, we, we used to have a stand-up yes, churn, uh, you know. Yes. How long would you actually be working the churn? In the churn? Hmm. Oh, you might be maybe half an hour or something like that. It would be quite hard work, then. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know about longer, hard work, but it, maybe hard work, uh, it, yeah. maybe half an hour. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And was this the children's job, or was it the grown-ups did this? No, it wasn't child, oh. not children's work, no. really, like, no. I mean, it was generally what the grown-ups were. Yes. It was the grown-up, you know, like, it had it to do. What drew me to the old recording of Hannah Metcalf was her voice, yes, but also her surname, Metcalf, or Metcalf, as we might say. The Metcalfs have been arguably the most successful family in these parts for well, about the past 800 years anyway. The surname was first recorded not too long after the Norman conquest of 1066. It was given to a man who owned land in the nearby valley of Dent, 
William Medicalf de Dent, he was called. Medi means middle, and Calf is the name of a big hill. In other words, he was William, that fellow who owns the middle of Dentdale around the Calf Hill. My great-grandmother, Isabel, Nana, was born a Metcalf. For birthdays, she gave me a card with three or four pound coins sellotaped inside. The pound coins hung like tits from a bag, I could say, like teats from the udder of a cow, full of promise. The Metcalf family has prospered. For centuries, they have been the king's or queen's representatives in Wensleydale. Even today, the Metcalfs, through the Ings House estate, own much of Hawes Parish. But many Metcalfs, such as Nana and such as this Hannah Metcalf, were ordinary folk. In the interview, she was asked about Christmas, and she answered by speaking of her lame, lame father. Hey, I don't know about Christmas. Oh, dear, dear me, we used to hang our stockings open. <laughs> hang our stockings open. You went Christmas singing? We went Christmas singing, and, and my father, I was... He was a big man, but he was always lame. He was very lame, really. And I, oh, I used to feel as with stockings when it was hanging stockings up. <laughs> Her father lay abed seven years, uh, didn't he? He yes. lay abed seven years. Oh at yes, the farm. I did. Yes. I, I. What did you used to get in your stockings then? Oh, we got, we always got a, we always got an apple and an orange. <laughs> I can remember. And then we got a few toffees, and maybe, you'll maybe not remember, there were some little pigs. Sugar pigs. Sugar pigs. <laughs> <laughs> and sh uh, different types of things, uh, sugar, you know, and we used to get two or three of them. That's right. In, like. Just the, same. Uh, yeah. the late Hannah Metcalf. Now, there were once so many Metcalfs in Gale, as well as Iversons, Whaleys and Allens, the other big families, that everyone had to be given a nickname or by name. Our next character is the late Taylor Dinsdale. We met him briefly in series one. In the interview he gave as an old man, probably in the early 1970s, we can see a link between dialect and personal names. He speaks of an uncle nicknamed National Dick. Right away, everybody in Gale had a by name. And, and, and the, the, the families had also by names. Had they? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Shimmy Mike, Shimmy Jack, mm. Falk. Falk. All kinds of. One chap they called him Tuob. Toyoboyoi, Tuob. And there was Nels. And there was Kraken Peg and Kraken Art and Kraken this and Kraken that. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Art, Molly. Will, Molly Jim, Molly Jack, Molly Mary. Did your family have nicknames? Yes, they mm. had. Mm. Me, me, me uncle, that was the brother to my father, was called National Dick. Why? Because they lived at National School. Mm. It was a school in them days, I suppose, uh, where father was brought up, belonging to the church. St. Margaret's Church Hall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They had a house and a school room. And it was called National School. Yes, mm. it was. And that's how well. it, National 
National League and National Wales. I love that clip because today I live in the house where National Dick once lived, the house next to the National School in Hawes. So what sort of character was Taylor Dinsdale? Here's where I can bring in one of my special guests for this series, Rob Ward. I knew Taylor very well. He was a builder and we used to work for him a lot when they were doing building. We were doing plumbing and eating. Johnny Thompson and his brother Tommy Thompson, who would join us, we all used to work together. And Taylor was a very handsome fellow, he wasn't a very tall fellow. And he used to come into our house and he used to call most people love who were going fishing love. The uh, milking machine won't work, love. Will they come and help us with milking machine? The interview with Taylor Dinsdale was done not by Trevor Sharp and his Song of Wensleydale crew, but by the founders of the Dales Countryside Museum, Mary Hartley and John Ingleby. I spoke just on Sunday, New Year's Day, to Taylor's son, Alan. He's now well into his 80s. And he said the interview with his father came about because Taylor worked as a builder for Mary and Joan. One of the snippets of information Taylor told the historians was that each household here in Gale would have to take out their waste, humanure, as some people would call it today. There were only two closets in the village, others had toilet closets in their yards. Well, what yes, did they do to empty them? Did people empty their own? They rented their own. Mm. Uh, they rented their own, went with it. Wasn't the council doing it? No, no, oh no, each individual. Was responsible. And what did you do? Take the rubbish out on the field? On the fields. Yeah. Yeah. Did you bury it? Or? In a barrow. No. Did you just spread no. it? Yes, mm. spread it on the fields. Mm. Yes, mm. yes. Yes, I, as it was as it was used. Mm. Did people mm. do it at night? They did it at night. They never mm. did it through the day. Mm. Oh no. Sort of quietly. Oh yes. Mm. Oh yes. Yeah. No, it never was done in day in daylight. No. No, it was always night time when it was dark. It was known as night soil, wasn't it? That's right, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. If it was now, well everybody would know. Because yes. all the, the streets are lit up. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, Not indoors, there's the mm. wooden. No. Yes, no. Park and you can do these things. You could. Oh, yes. Mm. oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. Because yes. people would be a bit kind of shy about it. They were. Mm. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, yes. Mm. I know mm. I was. Mm. Yes. I was, I was always thankful when it was got out in the way. With that, a picture of people pushing wheelbarrows of excrement around in the dark, we must leave Gale. Next time on Voices from the Dales, we will take a diversion into fishing and hear from the late Jesse Blades. Thank you for listening.